What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of In These Current Times. I am a friendly neighborhood host, the Joganuts. And let's jump right in. Oh, right off the bat, I just want to kind of continue a bit off on a topic I started yesterday, and that was on the Discord situation. But this is obviously, this is more directed towards his own next projects anyway. So, um, aside from his current modern-day kind of um, old man ramblings, uh, really Scott is a talented director. I mean, you can't take that from him. He has directed um, some of the greatest movies of all time, Gladiator, The Martian, Aliens. Hell, I even enjoy Prometheus, despite most people's um, kind of, you know, maybe dislike for it. Alien, even Alien Covenant was kind of was okay. I mean, the guy has done some great stuff, you know, undoubtedly. Uh, I even, like, seriously, because the production of his movies are always top-notch. Exodus, Gods and Kings, I actually enjoyed that movie. I remember, yeah, with Christian Bale. I remember enjoying that. I actually saw that in the theater. And I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, you know, among a lot of other things that he has done. But, um, I mean, of course, Blade Runner as well. But yeah, anyway, so he has talked about um, his intention on doing a TV series in two of his major IPs, which is Blade Runner and Aliens. Now, this is actually quite interesting because, you know, both properties, you know, have their own appeals and could work either way, regardless. I want to talk on Aliens first. And I feel like Aliens is, I mean, dude, Aliens 1 and 2, I, I love both movies, man. I know I know he directed one and James James Cameron directed two. But I remember loving both movies growing up. And especially part one, they had that horror chill that was so, that claustrophobic, um, that fear of claustrophobia. And that's, it played on kind of a, the fear of like, knowing was there, you know, and stuff like that. But that was really, really, um, it was really, really cool. Now, I, I, I think um, he plans on doing, I don't know if it's a mini-series or a full-fledged series, but I know he plans on doing um, 8 to 10 hours of both shows. So that's probably going to be 8 to 10 episodes for both Aliens and Blade Runner. Now, for Aliens, you know, I feel like, you know, you could do a lot of creative things with it. You could play a lot along the horror side, more on the horror side. You can play on a couple of uh, um, explorers going to, to the planet and discovering xeno- xenomorphs. And, you know, because um, I think you, probably people probably had Prometheus and maybe... Alien Covenant was the fact that, you know, the tones were shifting drastically from action to horror. I didn't know which tone to work. But I believe that with the TV series, you could you could do a slow burn, build up to it, explore both the mythology of the xenomorphs, play on the curiosity of the humans or the explorers, and, you know, slowly have them unravel the mysteries of what's going on. Now, regarding when it can be said, it, really, it could be anything. It could be said before the Nostradamus from the original aliens. It could be said after, you know, could you really set it anywhere, anyway? Um, but I'm I'm really curious to see how they wanna how you want. I'm gonna check it out for sure because it really scores. I mean, I remember Taboo. I never finished Taboo, which reminds me I should actually get back on that. But I really like that show. I never got got around to finishing it. But um, I think an Alien TV series could work more likely than than a Blade Runner one. Although Blade Runner could also really work, and that's because regarding Blade Runner, you know, I mean, Blade Runner is a slow burn sci-fi. You know, it's very intricate and deep and detailed. Foundation was wrapped up on Apple TV, and I really liked Foundation. You know, it's not great, but I liked it more than I expected. And it's a slow burn sci-fi, and I think Blade Runner could toe that line as well. As a matter of fact, um, there was this Love, Death, and Robots episode from season two called Pop. Is it Pop Control or Pop Squad? That has to do. It had the kind of it was futuristic stuff, cyberpunk futuristic, and I love Blade Runner themes because they were driving, you know, flying cars and things like that. It played on um, a future where humans could live forever, and then 
um, you know, breeding humans, giving birth was illegal, and then they had this population control squad that had to be eliminating babies, and it was really dark, and was really, I think that was my best episode of life season two. Yeah, um, I, I, I think it could actually really work if you do like a slow burn, because we've seen a lot of sci-fi slow burns coming out now, and people are actually warming up to it, you know, like, like I mentioned, the aforementioned, um, foundation, you know, I mean, even the expanse, so it's, it's, it has some action there and there, but it's really slow, especially season one. My goodness, this is one of the expenses really slow. Like, I remember a lot of my people, a lot of it took me like three tries to finish season one. And I remember a lot of people I recommend it to, I always tell them that same thing. But once they get through it, oof, it's, it's bombastic. So I really think a bit could work. I don't know if people be more open to it as much as Aliens. I feel like Aliens is a more popular IP. And, you know, you could, you know, it's, it's something, kind of horror sci-fi is something that could really work well. Um, if you pace it really well and look either way it could work and we discussed the talented filmmaker so i'm actually curious to see how it goes because i feel like Blade runner the reason part of what's probably made people a bit turned off from look i like the the news Blade runner 2049 is it 2049 i actually enjoyed it it wasn't my favorite it's one of my favorite movies from him not my top three but i thought that movie could have benefited as a tv series more to really go deep into the kind of philosophy of the replicants trying to understand the, the, the kind of the dichotomy and you know play on how the conflict come that arise from you know what defines you as you know being human does it, do you have to be flesh and bone what defines you having a soul and things like that i think they could really do a good job the tv series on that anyway regardless i'm definitely going to tune in for whichever one comes out um moving on oh this was something that dropped yesterday that was really interesting to, to talk about so um this, are, this is a rumor for now anyways i'm not be confirmed from any sources but a rumor came offline that disney I mean, we already know disney is planning to do a Pirates of the caribbean movie with margot robbie leading the role i mean you know i'm not i'm indifferent to, it, to be honest because Pirates of the caribbean one is fantastic i actually enjoyed part two dead man's chest a lot more than a lot of people i didn't like three that much although it was obviously beautiful and the spectacle was there i thought four was okay I did not I hated five. Oh my god, I hated five so much. So yeah, um I don't really know how um you know what they want to do going forward, but the world is the law and the world is kind of rich. I think they could do a lot with it. Of course, a capital uh, 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 um uh, Caribbean without Captain Jack's power is kind of gonna feel weird, I think. But there's a report coming out, not a report, a rumor that um, they plan to do a Captain Jack Sparrow, you know, maybe story or project, a spin-off project somewhere. We don't know which time it's going to be set. It's going to be in the past, in the future. We don't know. But it's going to be done without Johnny Depp, which I think is a grievous mistake. Now, of course, a lot of times, you know, the movie, um, the the actor saves the character in the movie, not the character saving the actor. But there's just some actors that have owned the role for so so well that it's hard to think about anyone without them. For example, um, Hugh Jackman as Logan, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, hell, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. These are characters that have kind of embodied this. The actors that embody these characters so much, it's hard to think about. They could obviously be replaced, but it's going to be hard to fill those shoes. And the same has to be said for Captain Jack Sparrow being played by Johnny Depp. Seriously, I know he's currently battling some legal issues, which is unfortunately affecting his career, which is why, you know, it's something that I look into because it's affecting his career directly. But man, the way this guy owned the character, and even if you read the story behind how he came up with the character, it's also quite intriguing because the whole drunken swagger thing it was his own invention. 
and he based it on Keith Richards, which is the re- legendary rock, rock, rock and roll star, who eventually plays his father, which is kind of meta. But yeah, um, I don't really see that working. Now, the only two ways I think they could probably get away with this without necessarily you know make it controversial if you do an animated series maybe i mean you've done animated series you know like there's that aquaman animation that has nothing to do with the main cast from the movies which i haven't seen but you know who knows um i don't know if it's good or not but it's obviously something you can do to get away with it and then you can probably do a prequel because of course if you do a prequel you know that i mean even if john debbie have his um, legal issues he can't play a younger version so it will make i don't think it make much sense to put the aging and if you make him as, as young as 15 <clears throat> to 20 then sure you could probably get away with that but personally i think they should focus more on doing a Pirates of the caribbean movie or or, or or further projects than doing a jack, jack sparrow one just leave jack sparrow the way it is but you could probably do more on, on the captain of the Pirates of the caribbean world which could be interesting actually and obviously i like i like Margot Robbie, and i'll definitely check it out you know if or when it comes out then moving on lastly for today actually this was news that really really warmed my heart because um i'm a huge fan of this video game and i mean so far we've been seeing video game adaptations doing very well and especially on netflix or you know you know so unsurprisingly Castlevania did really well arkane did exceptionally well although the witcher is not technically a video game adaptation since the tv series is based on the books but you can't deny the fact that you know the video games also play a kind of you know role there as well but yeah so we have a report currently going on um it's not Netflix time around but amazon and ea are working on details to bring the mass effects franchise or video game franchise into, into live action adaptation and whew, i mean look this news makes me excited already because mass effect is one of my favorite video game franchise of all time i mean even andromeda which wasn't great I thought was yeah, was decent. Part three gets a lot of flack for the ending, but I enjoyed part three. Part is actually my favorite because of the story and even because of the multiplayer aspect, which was amazing fun. And one and two had a great story. Part two obviously has one of the best stories. Now the Mass Effect universe is a really, really intricate and delicate and detailed, fleshed-out world. It's really rich. I mean, the way the the, the, the alien races inter interweave the Krogans, the Turians. The Asari, um, the is it what is it the Volus? Yeah, those short guys, the Volus, the Batarians. Ah, oh, dude, I just love the lore, man. And you know, watching their their, their history, their, their economy, their religion, their belief system. It's really good. It's really really good the way humans play out into the whole you know galactic um, council and things like that. I really really enjoyed the Mass Effect. Now it has to be said, there was actually a Mass Effect animation that focused on the character of Vega before he was introduced into Part Three, and I really enjoyed that. Actually, it was Mass Effect Paragon. I remember really enjoying it when it came out then. Um, now a live action Mass Effect. Now Amazon obviously has the money. That's undoubted. That's not you know. Um, actually, like Amazon a lot. To be honest, I think when it comes to like quality, now not just quantity quantity netflix number one for quantity when it comes to quality shows hb is number one for me when top quality and i'll put amazon as number two or three personally because from sneaky pete to jack ryan to um invincible to marvelous mrs mazel i mean to the last um, the man the high castle dude they have so many good the boys i can't forget the boys i feel like they are quality rates percentage compared to that dots is high maybe like eighty percent compared to like netflix so i really 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 enjoy their shows so now wheel of time i told you i said wheel of time 
the first episode was okay it didn't really grab me i actually enjoyed it i could see potential what were the next three episodes i'm you know i'm still gonna check it out obviously they have a lot of dreams coming out um uh, the obvious took over from um adopted the expanse which i really really enjoy um but yeah i mass effect is a really intricate thing to do like now um now it depends on the kind of tone they want to go for now mass effect is kind of it's serious you know it's not like super serious like the x-men but it's it's quite serious and takes itself seriously because it's concept it, it you know the whole explanation of the biotics and the element zero and things like that you know the marsh relays it's something that it takes itself it's not um it's self-conscious to a degree if you want to play the video games a lot of reference obviously because it's a video game but i feel like um if you can really flesh out the world itself make the world feel alive like what they did with ultra crab altered carbon especially season one of ultra carbon i feel like because of the existence of ultra carbon i may be more comfortable uh, before I, I would have dismissed the idea of a live action mass effect movie or tv series rather but i think with the likes of things like ultra carbon that has come out you have shown the kind of production values that can exist with the, in the world of mass effect now the story is very very important like you know, I don't know how to, what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to focus on, on Captain Commander Shepard. They're going to focus on another, another character, you know. Personally, I would like to see them focus on the first contact war be, between the humans and the Turians. I think that's a good jumping off point to introduce the audience to that kind of crazy world. You know, because the first contact war, war, war sets off how humans met alien life. And I think that might be interesting. Of course, I feel like the average audience member is, is kind of desensitized to alien mumbo jumbo or jargon from from the mcu to dcu to a lot of other things that it's not going to be too jarring to just see aliens pop up on the screen i know that but i really like them to do that you know maybe do the first season with that having the alien turian like imagine having each season focus on different races like okay maybe the first season focuses on the alien um, the human and turian war and the second season focuses on the genophage between the salarians and the krogans and then you know you can focus on the get first of the quarian squabble I, I feel like that might be a very interesting way of just um making the universe the main character rather than focusing on, on the point of view from the humans that's just my own point of my own suggestion anyway but i'm definitely gonna check this out i'm really excited about mass effects um i'm really bo- i was really bummed about andromeda i haven't played the legendary edition i heard it's really good actually but i'm curious about the fourth mass effect that they want to do or let me see the fifth one but it's going to be tied directly to the commander shepherd um lineage or, or storyline um so yeah i'm really excited for mass effect let me know what you guys think about it um have you ever played the video games are you excited about it do you think amazon can do a really good job let me know what you guys think in the comment sections and uh, as always guys you know till next time stay safe and stay tuned thank you